Welcome, folks. Welcome to Paranormal Roundtable. Roundtable being two words, paranormal being the first word. I'm here with my co-host, my Tonto to the Lone Ranger, or Lone Ranger to my Tonto, whichever you one go. you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, it's Sal, folks. I'm happy to be here, and we're going to bring you another installment of uh, you know all this stuff that's so weird and creepy and get your skin to crawl spooky woo yeah this one has this one this 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 installment's gonna have some 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 of the woo aspect uh, as everybody calls it now i guess it's fashionable to say woo but it's actually the the paranormal aspect about it so point being well, real quick though we're, 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 losing, we're losing focus here you you are now mondo saurician yeah it's it's growing on me more and more are as the day goes by being like my name is sal i gotta get the cake your though. name is mondo saurician yeah there That's we right. go hey I, i'm gonna have to get the cape like lando did yeah. in star wars yeah he had the cape remember the monte carlo falcon yeah that'd mondo be a monte Car- yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> okay so before we get started, folks, as always, let's give them the email, brother, so they can Doss send us Wolfman stories. DosWolfman88 at gmail.com. Oh. at gmail.com. Here's something really quick I wanted to say. Tonight, we're going to talk some uh, werewolves. Yeah, that, that supernatural aspect we were talking about. But before we get started, hey, folks, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button and send us your stories to the email because we want to hear your story. We prefer you sending them to the email because it makes it easier for this us. Makes to it manage. easier to manage. But yeah. if you, if you can't and, and you can send them to Messenger, it's just it'll, it'll be more. It'll be harder to guaranteed get, if I can. Harder. Yeah, to, to read. Yeah, my Messenger on, on my it's Facebook full. is just slammed. You're full it's, up. Yeah, it's full, and so um, yeah, that that's going on with that. But here's the thing: before we have we go any further, I had Tony. My production manager guy over slash here. Slash creative director. Slash creative task director, whatever master. the heck, taskmaster, little jerk, whatever. <laughs> we can not edit that last part out. So anyways, uh, what I was going to say is he, he he brought me some information. Now, I did get information from a, from a girl that claims that, uh, and I say claims, but she says that- That's her account, yes. Her, her account, yeah, her grandmother, uh, German from way back, going way back, and that she was going to talk about the goat man thing from the first episode. And I'm sorry that it took so many episodes to actually get back to that yeah. because I only got this recently, though, not too long ago. But the, we, and this is like, I don't know what episode this is. I don't even know yet. So it's so far along. But I wanted to touch on that. She said that she had a book that was a reprint from an older book. And the book that she had, her grandmother had had since the late 18, 1800s. Wow, an old book like that? Very old, wow. yes. And her grandmother didn't want to let her mess with these books because they were very old. And this one, she says she remembers it was from like 1888 or something like that. Wow. And so she was like, she said that in this book, yeah, there were pictures of us that were pic, pic, uh, pictures of stories from these uh, German and and Scandinavian myths. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and one of them was the Billy Goat Gruff, and oh. the Billy Goat Gruff, she said that. These billy goats, uh, if anybody knows the story, they were trying to cross a bridge. And the troll wouldn't let them. And there was a troll, yeah. And, and of course, in the different stories, they're different one. There's also a billy goat with a wolf. Like, Tony, if you found a story kind of similar to that with a wolf, a big bad wolf that would not let the goats go across or something. Is, is that a variant of the, of the three billy is goats? That, is that what that is, Tony? Because I'm not for sure. Well, you know, time and people and, and all this other stuff 
It makes it happen. You know, I mean, it's just unfortunate, unfortunate that these stories change over time. You know, we'd love to hear the original stories I in their original format, if you will, the original tellings. But unfortunately, people and all that. Well, stuff I think that one is German and one is Scandinavian. Okay, so what cool. it is is like, well, I'll tell you both. I'm not going to give the whole thing because it'll go too far along. But starting with the Billy Goats Gruff, that, that story, she said it was intriguing. And now this is why I'm telling you this story. We're not here to, to do Aesop fables or whatever. We're Brothers not doing Grimm. Grimm's Brothers Grimm. No. No, what we're here to do is just, just to tell you the story about where she she said that there were pictures in this book that was actually reprinted from an older book. Oh wow. That she believed might have even been a couple hundred years before the stories were written way back then. And she said that the illustration was rather crude, but it did actually show pictures of Hold on, brother. Hold on. I, I got a question. So these pictures she believes that were in this book were taken from even older an even older book? No, no. It, she believed it was a reprint oh, because okay, it said okay. reprinted. Yeah, and yeah. from the original, and it was like the grandmother told her that 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 book was originally a book that was written. I think I think she said 17th century. Wow, in the 1600s. So it was a reprinted yeah. book that was reprinted back in the late oh. 1880s. Oh, so from, it from a, yeah, an yeah older manuscript. Got it. Yeah, the, yeah. In the Billy Goat's Gruff, the the story was that there were three goats that were trying to cross a bridge, and there was a troll, yeah. and the troll actually ate two of Correct. them, and then the third Billy Goat tricked him or something yeah. to that effect. Now, there's another story, a German legend that it was a big bad wolf. Oh, well, in this book, it actually shows the illustrations of the wolf and the goats being on two legs. Oh. That's really interesting. The goats looking like satyrs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I know a lot of people are probably thinking right now, when first as soon as you said uh, Big Bad Wolf, I know people immediately probably went, as me, as well as I did, that Red Riding Hood. But yeah. that's not the point. You said it's it's a three billy goat scruff type story, but except the goats are on two legs as well as the wolf, right? I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. now speaking of wolves on two legs- that. You know, before we get down that road, brother, you know, that reminds us, reminds me in a previous episode that uh, we were talking about, uh, you mentioned, you know, it was the Ouija board. It was a Ouija board episode, and you brought up that thing about the uh, Ouija board summoned that, that werewolf-type creature on yeah, too late. black you know? werewolf that was you know, slimy. Or and that, you know, just got me to thinking, along with what you just told me about those older stories, you know, I got to thinking about this... Uh, other story you mentioned after we got off the air, you mentioned it to me, and it was having to do with with uh, your hometown, yeah, Taylor, yeah, and the transformation, and then and, and that they ended up by the railroad tracks. This lady told you this story, I believe. Yeah, it was my friend's grandmother. Oh wow! So hey, lay that one on us. I think. Yeah, you... let, let me see if I can remember the way because because I, I I'll just give you the abbreviated because we got a lot of stuff to get into. Yeah. But that because I think I think I told that one on Vic's show, and you can yeah. go back and look at it now. There'll be people that'll go back and look and be like, that wasn't on there, and then I'll <laughs> I'll be complained about. But here's the thing. This story she w was told to us, and there was actually some some problems with some people. We we have these railroad tracks in Taylor that intersect. There's a whole bunch. Of, there's a big interchange there because we used to ship a lot of cotton out of my hometown. It, it provided 
a lot of different regions with cotton. Taylor is a huge cotton. It's, it, it's, it's, it was at one time, right? Still is, but not like it once was uh, because okay. we are now, because of polit- political reasons, we are getting cotton from Egypt. I'm not going to get into <laughs> yeah. that. But the thing is, is that, that Taylor does not grow a lot of cotton like it used to be the main industry there. Right. A lot of cotton fields. But there were still a lot of uh, like like trees and other things. Like on the yes. edge of these properties, there were lots of trees that had all had been cleared out two mm-hmm. centuries ago to prepare for the cotton or whatever. Got it. Yeah. But anyways, we a lot of people believe that these creatures are a type of werewolf. Oh, they don't wow. actually believe that they're dogman. And I've talked to several people from my hometown and they're like there ain't no dog man. There's not no they don't believe in that. They don't believe that they're just creatures that are that way all the time. Right. So For I mean just to, yeah, just to to clarify, you know, because on Vic's show, you know, he talks about dogman and he he lays it out. These are sightings of dogmen that people have seen, a flesh and blood creature, and that's what Vic does on his show. But this is bringing in the other aspect that many people wonder about, right? The supernatural. Yeah, the aspect. supernatural aspect of it. So and please lay it on us, brother. Well, th- this this uh, story goes that she was going to a local place there by the railroad tracks, and when and she saw a man that was hanging outside, uh-huh. was inebriated, wearing a like uh, I forget how she said like a, pla- a pla- I believe it was a red plaid shirt. Oh. And so, yeah, when I told that story too, I was going off of my notes that I'd written down from when I was a teenager. So I don't have those in front of me, but I remember it from memory that her, I remember because in memory, of course, isn't always one hundred percent. It's fallible. Yeah, but unfortunately, she said that it, that he was hanging out out front. And that he was inebriated, and that mm-hmm. later she was walking when she was walking out of this this establishment, that there was something underneath one of the railroad cars, and it looked oh. like a hairy, dogman looking creature, you know, werewolf looking yeah. creature, wearing that same shirt. Oh wow, that's creepy. And that and that is you know a story that was one of Linda Godfrey's books. She she writes a story. Uh, similar to a transformation story here in Austin. Wow. That was seen by some uh, college girls. Wow, that's interesting because that brings to mind, I know uh, DDoS, if, you, if you're out there, hey, brother, how you doing? You know, he put out a quick, short uh, video on the Mangum, Oklahoma werewolf story. If you want to listen to that, go to DDoS's channel, the BDRP, and, you know, he puts it out there, but it has these same elements that you're talking about. And uh, so it, it, it just gets me to wondering, what's up with all this stuff? Well, you know? do, do you know the legend of the Converse werewolf? I've That's heard. That's a famous one from San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, San Antonio's Converse yes. is, a, is a suburb of San Antonio. And the only thing I know of about Converse, because I've been through there many times, but mm-hmm. it's just they have an, an incredible football team every year. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to research that one because uh, – you're the second person to really mention what it's all about. Uh, another, let, let me tell you. I, I mean, oh, please do. If you know the story, let me know. Oh, I do. I know the story. The story is a legend, and then there's it's told many different ways. Yes, but one of the ways that it's told is that the, the, the long story short, because this isn't about this isn't a a eyewitness sighting or anything like that that you people want to hear about. But this is the converse story is that way back in the 1800s there was a settler that had a son who was a little on the like weak side he wasn't into hunting he didn't want to he's kind of insecure 
he didn't. He wasn't a manly kid. Yeah, and, yeah. and he was growing. It was he was growing into a man, and so so you know his dad basically told him to to just go out there and kill something and don't come back until you do. Right. And so and this is the story. You can look it up. It's called the Converse Werewolf. And yeah. So anyways, the kid goes out there and he's out there for a couple hours. He comes back and tells his dad that there was something creepy that was stalking him. Mm-hmm. Um said it looked like a giant wolf. The the dad sent him back out there. He comes back again. He says I saw it on two legs. Mm-hmm. Then the dad got mad and said, "Okay, now you're just making up stories." Sent him back out there. Long story short, he doesn't come back, and then he gets the local authorities. They find this creature or the this kid. kid. Oh wow! Being torn to apart, being devoured by wow. a humanoid werewolf type creature, and that is a story that has survived for a long time in the Converse history. Wow! It is called the Converse Werewolf. If anybody wants to look into that, and I believe that I I read the original. I read that in some sort of publication about san antonio legends and oh, wow. lore that's interesting because anybody knows san antonio's got a ton of of uh paranormal stuff yeah it's a very old city it's, there's a pretty cool ghost tour that you can do if you ever go to san antonio you go right down there in the heart of san antonio by the alamo mm-hmm. and you can do a walking ghost tour that's pretty cool we actually stayed at the emily morgan one night unaware oh, that it was by usa today poll <laughs> from like 2017 a spooky place there was a poll that was taken that said it was like the second most haunted or something like that. Oh, One man. of these polls or something, I believe. But don't quote me on that because I'm not for sure if that was the exact. I know it was number two. Wow. But I don't remember the year or whatever. But anyway, I looked it up on my phone and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that the Emily Morgan <laughs> was considered that haunted. I know the Manger was, but wow. apparently it went. And we had a little weird something happen there. I'll tell you really quickly. The phone kept moving. Like we would leave and then we'd come back and the phone would be moved. <laughs> oh man, I would have tripped out on that one. Yeah, and I, and my I was just trying to keep my wife because I don't want her getting unnerved and freaking out. So I was just like, I don't, I didn't see anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> the phone. And then I'm looking at my nephew going, that phone moved, dude. <laughs> and then you know, so yeah. yeah, it was some weird stuff. We were just trying to be like, no, 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 everything's cool. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here, folks. Yeah, <laughs> like Barb Brady, you know, you just yeah, nothing exactly. to see here, people. There you go. But uh, so anyway, nothing else really happened there. Um, but San Antonio, check it out. It's a creepy place. There's all kinds of stories: Bigfoot, werewolves, uh, There's vampires. Even that, they even got that story about the bus at the railroad crossing. The railroad tra- yeah, well, that's children. another one though. We're getting yeah. off base here, bro. Right, but just I saying, could go on all day about San Antonio. We need to do a show about San Antonio. Yeah, that's we're gonna we have to, to. Yeah, one of my favorite cities in the world. I love to take the uh, the boat ride in the river. I've done it about ten times. I love mm-hmm. it. I never get tired. I like doing it during the Christmas time. Go to San Antonio at Christmas. They know how to do Christmas down there. Yeah, they do it up right. They do the, it ho- the zoo. Oh. The whole zoo is lit up. They even wrap tigers in lights. No, I'm just kidding. They don't do that. It's just the monkeys. So anyways, uh, what ended up happening with this uh, story, people were like, oh, it's just a legend. It's just a legend. Well, legends are grounded in some There's a kernel, kernel of, of truth, truth yeah. as we always say. Yeah. And so we're going to get into that. We The, the, the stories that I got, I, the, where do you want me to begin? Gosh. I mean, oh, the one I've been aching to hear about since I've only gotten snippets of it. I haven't heard it in its entirety from you face to face. Is that thing about the Serbian? The, oh yeah. Man. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. 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 That that one. Yeah. That one just was, caught me. But because that's an old part of the 
that that's that's Eastern Europe. It's old. It's gosh, there's so much associated with that area. And then you're telling me the story, or you're telling me about this story. Now you're going to tell me the story. But yeah, let's do it, man. I'm going to hear it. Well, lots of vampire legends out there too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like the werewolf stories better though. Well, who doesn't like a good werewolf story? Yeah, and and, and Sal, I'll, I'll be really dead serious, honest with you. Looking you, I've been accused of being a werewolf many, many times in my life. Wow. In fact, I st- I do believe that my brother, my oldest brother, my brother's son, mm-hmm. I think he still thinks I'm a werewolf. No. I teased him when he was young and told him that, and he uh-huh. just always believed that I was. <laughs> but hey, maybe yeah. in a former life. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> in a former life. You know, real quick, I was standing in line at HEB at the grocery store, and I have this uh, credit card, yeah. and it's got a werewolf picture on there. Oh, like nice. I put, I, you can customize it. And this yes. lady saw it. She goes, "That is so cool." And I looked at her and I said, "I am actually a werewolf. That's my picture." <laughs> and she kind of laughed at first, and I just gave her this straight edge look, and she was like, "Oh, like kind of uncomfortable." <laughs> and then the girl behind the counter laughed, and I laughed, and then uh-huh. everybody kind of loosened up. And I yeah. said, "Imagine if this was three hundred years ago, I, they'd be taking me out and burning me at a stake right yeah. now." Yeah. Cutting your head because, off, all that stuff. Absolutely, because the, the the fear of these creatures was very real, and it was palpable to these people. It wasn't like some, you know, you know, thing that wasn't like you know it wasn't tangible. It wasn't some about. intangible thing. It was very real to these people. Yeah. The fear of these creatures was very real, and so the the beast of of get Je, Jedavon, Jevedon, as they say, I think Jevedon, it's called. Yeah, that's how they say it. From something France that, yeah. that Gevedon. I don't know how you say it, but that is a crazy story a lot of people believe that it was a werewolf that was because they couldn't find this creature now if it was a dog man you think that they'd be able to find it because it's always like that all the time that is the difference supposedly between a dog man and a werewolf now a lot of these werewolf stories involve a supernatural element and so the serbian werewolf is no different i'm going to get into that Uh, what happened was and are you ready for this oh i'm ready brother okay what happened was I got a message after I went on Vic's show, I think the s- second or third time, I'm not for sure, Right. a while back. And and so I, I got I got on there, uh, got a message from uh, some, some young lady, and she said, we have had an encounter with what we believe is a type of werewolf, maybe dogman. Her English wasn't really good. And she said, my husband can tell you more. And so we did eventually correspond with her. I say we because me and my brother both kind of investigated this together. And we did eventually like Skype, you know, and see and talk to them. They showed us like a little bit of the the house. Oh, wow. Well, what happened was after the war, Yugoslavia, Serbia used to be part of Yugoslavia. I believe it was. And I got to give you this, the the rundown of what what, what was going on there. Anybody that knows, we, we ended up bombing Serbia at one point because yeah. of Milosevic, uh, yes. former communist. And yeah, so early nineties. Yeah. And so Clinton, uh, bombed him or whatever. So what ended up happening was there were, there were like, I think it was Macedonia, which was at one time, Northern Greece. And they were the, the, the southernmost part of Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. Then there was Croatia, Serbia, and then there was, um, the other one, Kosovo, I believe, or whatever. Yes, yes. So, the, the, so the, there, and there were these little little provinces that they've all broken up now. Now their own countries, mm-hmm. but Serbia was kind of like the the main uh, country that had control of the others. Yeah, they kind I of think controlled they were stronger the other. than the others. They though. were the strongest, and they were and they they of the Eastern Bloc were supported by the Soviet Union. Yes, even which after made they them, dissolved. Yes, which, after they dissolved the Soviet Union, 
they were still supported by what by Russia. Russia. Yeah. They, because the Serbian people are very closely related to the Russians. Due to all that occupation. Yeah, and, and of course and, and they had a lot of legends of these werewolves and things like that. Um, I'll tell you a little sidelight to this. A uh, friend of mine's gr- uh, grandfather yes. was a German who fought in for Germany, and he fought against Serbia because, of course, Serbia was Russia's ally. Yes. And th- and this is, you know, they, they were fighting. There was fighting all over. I know, and people try to say World War II was like it was this versus that. Not really. It wasn't as cut and dry as you would think it was. There was a lot of people that were – on the fence, and then they switched sides, and then there was a lot of um, a neutrality, lot of- that was, and they volunteered. Well, Serbia wasn't divided at all. They were absolutely against the Germans, and Croatia actually was. They were kind of divided. But so anyways, his, his, his grandfather spent time in that region fighting wow. as a soldier, and he was helping the Croatians uh, fight fighting the Serbians or whatever yeah. because they they had Croatians that were helping them. True. Well, they had so a, what they ended had a up long-standing animosity between Croatians and Serbians. Serbians, for a long time. yes, and, and it goes back before World War Two. Yes, but the, it does. But the Germans and the Russians both exploited it. Yes. And so he claimed that his grandfather saw a Serbian uh, insurgent change into a wolf-type creature. Right Literally before their eyes in a wow. barn, yes. And he said to the day he died that his grandfather swarping down that that was true, that he he witnessed this. Wow. And so it was like 100% lycanthrope. There was no dog man. This was a man that was cornered. He changed in front of them, yeah. and they, they shot him. And he said that to the day he died, he, he swore that that was the truth. Wow. That this was a Serbian werewolf. But that is not the Serbian werewolf that we're talking about. I'm just throwing that out there because that's something that I remember, you know, him telling us. And um I believe that that, that, that friend now lives in Finland. I'm not gonna get into it exactly, but so I can't really go back and go over that story. But he told me and my brother that story. The Serbian werewolf story though was this young lady, she got in touch with me, and so what happened was after that civil war took place, mm-hmm. They had inherited some property. Oh, okay. But the government of Serbia was was it was there was war and then of course there was all this rebuilding and whatever. So they couldn't really do anything with the property. A lot of be- unrest still. Because there was a lot of yeah, a lot of unrest, a lot of civil unrest and the government had been using part of the property to house soldiers. Oh, okay. Because it was close to the border. And, oh, okay. In so they ended up uh, housing uh, soldiers there, and so the only thing that was of that was worthy of livable conditions was a bunkhouse, like barracks. Right. And that bunkhouse had been used for three different wars. Apparently. Wow. Yeah, I guess I guess World War One, and then World War Two, and then of course it was used uh, during the the Civil War. So that there were soldiers that were that were there. The Germans took it over at one point, and then the, the, the then the Serbians took it back over, right. and then it went back and forth. The Croatians, and then of course it was taken over. And this had gone on even before that. that I know of just three wars in the modern era. Wow. So I'm so, guessing uh, it was probably made of stone, so that way it, it was, was a stone structure. Okay. Yes, it was. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Um, but what happened was. That was the only thing that was livable, okay? So when they took over the property, the government finally said, okay, you can have this property. We're not using it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, When he petitioned the government to give them the land that it was in his inheritance. Yes. So what ended up happening was they moved into the bunkhouse area. They did what renovations they could and made the best of what they had in that that 
bunkhouse. Mm-hmm. But the problems began when they began to remove rubble from the original structure, which was only like half of a, a couple walls were set up, like a, yes. what was the former castle. Mm-hmm. So they took what they could from what they knew was the original structure. They didn't have exact blueprints, yes, but they went on what they believed was there before, and they rebuilt it um, oh, almost wow. completely. Wow. And it was a small castle-type structure, and it's built into like a hill, mountainous-type thing, whatever. And so what ended up happening was the bunkhouse served as their makeshift house until that castle was built or whatever. Mm. And her husband is in business, and he spends a lot of time in Slovenia and in Switzerland, so he's gone. But the workers unearthed a sarcophagus. Oh. When they started to dig in the original castle. And I guess it would be called a sarcophagus, like a crypt. Um, not a crypt, but a uh, a tomb. Yeah, kind of like, like the King Tut thing. They had that. Yeah, so, so they unearthed this uh, stone. But this is what's really weird. When they unearthed this person, the person was like humanoid and dog- it, like they were like wow, what they like thought they were, were mixed or yeah and and the mistake that they made was actually now folks this is what I was told that that one of the workers before they even informed them about it had told somebody and it got back to the government oh so the government came in and then they made some kind of deal supposedly with the the British government which I don't know why they got involved but mm. apparently that's what ended up happening and so the bones of this creature or whatever or person or whatever were it was. seized and not seen by the family again but they were paid for the removal of it oh okay but this thing also had a sword now this sword and i did see on on, on the skype or whatever the sword it was a very old uh object and it was kept in a chest and the the first time that this entity was encountered yeah do you remember when we talked about the 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 entity being a werewolf with like black uh, or uh, black skin, but it was inky on on the yeah uh, the on the Ouija, Ouija board, board episode, and it yeah. had like red eyes. Well, very similar, oh, very wow. similar. They said it looked like a shadow, and and they when it would turn, they could see that it had a snout, but that as the haunt, I would I would call it a haunting as it mm-hmm. as it proceeded it got more pronounced like oh. they could they could see it better it was becoming more more, more material um, yeah yes and so when they finally did move into the the actual house they excuse me folks my neck was craned there when they actually moved into the house proper itself when they finally got it built it took about two and a half years holy crap uh, to get it completed the way they wanted it and they they actually moved in that's when it kicked into high gear this thing began to make an appearance it actually attacked a, a servant oh wow. knocking them backwards and and then another person was like thrown downstairs like by by the force of this thing holy there man. was a lot of poltergeist type activity that was going on and they kept the sword in a chest at the foot of the bed of of oh, their man. of the master bedroom <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah whatever I, I don't know i would keep an object like that and so they didn't put two and two together right away they knew that it might have had something to do with them unearthing whatever this thing was but they didn't know you know the, exactly that it, it may have been involved that it, what, what may have been triggering it just right. other than the unearthing of it and of course they couldn't take it and rebury it or do anything because they didn't have it anymore yeah it had been removed and so 
the, the story that I was given was that what happened to her was her husband was away on business, and the first time she experienced it, not just the servants because they experienced it first, right? Was that it, this thing just appeared in her bedroom, just appeared in her bedroom, wow. and like just stood at the foot of the bed and was actually like touching the chest Holy that was that where the sword was kept, and she said that this thing just like was like kind of blurry. Oh. Which, you know, her like I said, her English wasn't real good. When I talked right. to her husband, he finally did kind of clarify like how yes. he but I never did go back to that. Just that they said that it would like kind of uh shimmer. Okay. Yeah. Um that's my words. I, I can't even remember the word that they used. It was like they it would um was it vib- kind of, vibrate. Okay, so it was kind of vibratory slash translucent. It would vibrate, yeah. Not not translucent. No, it was like a shadow, but so it, it, was, it gradually became became more solid. Uh-huh. And that it actually appeared in one of the servants' quarters and exited through a window. Wow. Like jumped out the window? Not not breaking through a window no, like no, Incredible right, Hulk, but like a window that was open. Right. Just made it. And then it uh, made an appearance and then it just leapt through an open window. Wow. Didn't break the glass and come busting through or anything like right. that. And so it appeared, but then it but then it left physically, like mm. in a physical form out the window, which was weird. They did. They did see footprints and things like that, and and you know, around certain areas they would see like these weird tracks, but then they would like fade. Yes. So like it wasn't. It was just. It was bizarre. You know the things that were going on. And then one day she was walking up the steps, uh, up the stairs to go to her bedroom, and yes. something grabbed her gown and oh, tore at her. And she turned around. The thing was all in all fours because this thing wow. would appear on two legs. The way that it was described to me was like a quintessential werewolf. It looked like a werewolf. And man, she said that it had a, a really big tail, um, just very massive creature with, with red eyes, and that it had tried to pull her down the stairs toward its jaws that oh, were snapping. Man. And But it looked like it was coming out of what like was, was a, uh, a, a hole. Oh, in the uh, wait a minute, uh, a hole in the floor or ground? Where no, the hole there? that was in like midair. Oh, but there was like a weird hole that was like this green. I don't know what it was, you know. Then wow. then it was coming out of it, like a and mist. It was like it wasn't completely. I don't. I, I couldn't say mist. You just said a, a hole with green. Like I said, the English berry was there, right? But she said that it was hard to because because she had to tell me the story. The husband didn't. You know, he couldn't verify he wasn't there wow but that this thing was kind of like it was still kind of partway in this green hole right so it couldn't pull her like it was kind of stuck like the back legs were still in it right it couldn't but it was trying to pull her in yeah and she was just screaming when hysterical and so the last thing that happened the husband had actually gotten a pistol and had had kept it by the bed when they were sleeping because this thing was terrorizing them yes and they, there's nothing they could do. I mean, it was just there, you know? And so mm-hmm. it appeared once more and it was trying to open the chest. They hear like the, this chest being rattled around and moved. Oh, wow. Funny thing is, if I remember correctly, when I saw the sword, it had a Templar oh. type symbol on it, which looked like, cause it was so old, I could barely make it out. But when they were showing me, I said, that looks like. A Templar symbol. They didn't really know what that was when I was right, telling them. the symbols, yeah. Yeah, they just showed me, like, um, not the actual sword, but, like, uh, you know, the pictures. I yes. saw up close, like, they showed me what the sword was and what wow. it looked like. It was very old. 
I didn't get any pictures of it, and I and I couldn't use it on Vic's show, right? <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. And so I didn't, and I did go over this story with Vic, and Man, and I did amazing. go. We we did tell him, but we couldn't use it, and so I didn't right. have any plans at that time of having a show, right? So there's nothing I could really do with it. I just did what I always do, and just kept these stories in case just locked them away right thought maybe i'd write a book one day but i'm not good at writing so i, I just thought maybe i wouldn't be able to ever use them but you know okay. looking back on it and i have tried to contact them and i've lost contact with them but i will try again i have like i said a million people i'm trying to get in touch with yeah this then, is i mean with all the all that activity and stuff going on i mean it's just sounds hair raising as all get out but the thing that keeps popping back in my mind is what did they finally do with the sword i mean well, obviously all get out is the is the operative phrase because all of us would get out oh, yeah we would people. we'd be <laughs> out of there i don't know why you would stay you know what sorry that we built a four million dollar castle but you know what we're leaving where we <laughs> yeah. have the castle yeah nothing is worth that i mean yeah so what did they do with the sword eventually? well the sword was eventually donated to a museum oh man yeah along with the critter that disappeared, we don't know. So it was uh, but as far as I understand, not technically, I, I don't think it was actually donated. I think it was bought. Oh. Yeah, I think that, and I think the museum was, was the, where the creature that was originally supposed to be taken. Right. Now, at the time when I was told this, I didn't really think much about it, but when I did mm. some research, there's a lot of stuff that gets taken by these museums and no one ever sees it again. Exactly. Which is kind of odd, you know, and then they said that this, 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 uh, someone bought the sword. Now, here's the funny part. The reason I said that it wasn't really donated, it was bought by a museum, that they were told that this person was going to buy it for the museum. Right. But I think it was bought by somebody who was working for the government. Possible. But Possible. he just told them that he was working for a museum and right. was purchasing it. The the sword for, for all intents and purposes, the sword disappeared and the haunting stopped. If oh. you want to call it a haunting, well, there there you go, right there. There's a for lack of better words, there's a cursed object, so to speak. Cursed object. That's wow, a good way to put you it. Know. That story involves elements of spiritual, yeah, like spirits, uh, cursed object, and werewolves. I yeah. I think. Well, I mean, it it covers quite a few of the aspects of the paranormal. I mean, I guess or or the. Just something where you could say that's completely supernatural. All those events, you know, tied to that sword, the creature, and the house. And I can only imagine they dumped all those, you know, all those millions of dollars into rebuilding that old family castle. And then, you know, then uh, packing up said, too bad, baby, we got to go. <laughs> you know, I can only imagine how the, uh, you know, they must have felt after the fact. But at the same time, they were probably relieved you know, that they left that place and didn't want nothing to do with it. Cause I know I would have done the same thing. I would have cut my losses and go, <laughs> man, but that's crazy. That's just crazy. I've never had any desire to live in a castle in the first place. So yeah, you got to think, you know, while you were telling the story, I was thinking about that castle and I can only imagine how old it was. I mean, it's made of stone, the, 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 the makeshift barracks for for the troops that house troops under three or you know throughout three different wars and that, that we know of yeah that we know of yeah because apparently it was from like the 17 or the 1600s or 1500s something yeah. like that but that's an old part of europe over there so for all we know it could be even older than that you know 
It could maybe twelve hundred. It could have been used by who knows how many. Yeah, it could be like Barrack upon Tweed or whatever it is. From, yeah, is that how you say it from I think Scotland, so. where it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, because the history was because when she was telling us, she was like this, this, this land back and forth, back and forth, back yeah. and forth, water, 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 lots of strife. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of the way you talk. Please don't think that because she does listen to my show. Oh, that's great. I think I just haven't been able to, and I, and I have tried corresponding with them once up, once more, but I haven't had a reason. Well, please until recently, but allow um, me to say the last time I talked to them, that's pretty much they had given me everything they had. Well, allow me to say to the to this this lady and her husband or family, hey. If you're listening to this show, we are not making fun of you. This is, we, in fact, we are very thankful for the story that you that you gave it to Wolf because, I mean, these things happen in that part of the country, in that part of the world, and they go unnoticed outside of the local area. They go untold. No one ever really knows about them. There's so much there. The history of Eastern Europe is chock full of legends witches vampires you name it lots of blood was spilled yes the turks constantly attacking europe yeah they had to make their way right through there the ottoman empire was constantly attacking trying to turn christendom into islam Mm -hmm. and then 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 there was the retaliation which which was you know and that region was a very very war-torn region they had to go through both parties if if there were you know the the islamic empire was making their way up towards europe they had to go through there if the christians were going to go fight them back empire had part of that they were going to have to fight serbia for a long time they were going to have to fight through there and push them back so a lot of bloodshed there it's it it's not really surprising if you ask me yeah so wow, that's what just... was this Templar sword, and what was this creature? It... And what was it that tied them together? And, tied and the creature what to was it? it? I mean, what just it just what was it? Was it's it an amazing curse? story. I I don't know. That's interesting. I do not know. It's, it's... one thing I do wish I could do. I wish it were possible is to go there and ask and find well, out i will i will keep i will try to correspond and then that we'll make them fly us out and, and <laughs> treat us to some serbian fare yeah and you know we'll I just we'll just lounge around their castle is that okay Definitely. we just lounge around your castle and wow just kind of hang out <laughs> but you know what so sal you're gonna do that on your own because i'm not gonna go <laughs> and deal with this thing well i i during even my if t- they say it's gone I'm, I'm okay you know i mean well during my time in the military i did spend some time in uh macedonia uh, Home of Alexander the Great. Yeah, I spent time in Macedonia. This is back in the early '90s, and uh, was stationed up on the Macedonian border with Serbia. You know, that's when all the strife was going on between, you know, shortly after the wall fell, and you know the the people I met there were great. They were friendly. They, but of course, we were wearing the the blue dome, you know, of the UN. Oh, so man. we were we were nothing but walking targets every time we were on patrol. That's every war ever, if you're wearing that, you're just yeah. getting shot. You're a bullet magnet. But mountainous, as all get out, you you could just look around and tell it was you know ancient, old country that that had a lot of history tied to it. You could tell. People were nice, though. I have to say that the people that we met were really in Macedonia. Nice. You mean in Macedonia? Uh, we didn't. We weren't able to cross. We were not allowed to cross into Serbia. But the people around that border area, nicest people mm-hmm. could meet. It was amazing, you know. So yeah, I mean, and gosh. so th- th- this story, like I said, a listener, 
got me in touch with these people because they are they are from there and, yeah. and this person was able to get through to us and talk to us and be able to uh, communicate it was very splotchy though it was very yeah. hard well i would hope that one day that they will contact you or us here again so we could talk to them and ask them more questions and with that let's get into another story but you know since we're talking about the this this thing started out as some black type of creature but it kept transforming you mentioned off the air after we got off last episode we were talking for a moment you mentioned something about a lake transformation a transformation that occurred at a lake that was witnessed by a guy that you know personally yeah i well i met i met him through a friend oh okay i'm sorry yes but please but i don't that. yeah i do know him like i've met him but he's not one of your personal good he's friends. not like a great friend or anything but he's an okay guy yes. I, I, honestly i don't know much about his personal life got it got it okay so, so you, you know. just know him but not really intimately Intimate moment. Oh <laughs> Bad choice of words, folks. Wow. Yeah, not a close friend, but you know him. He's That's a like when the Jehovah's Witnesses bang on the door and tell me, Jesus loves you. And I'm like, really? You're talking about Jesus that lives down the hall? What are you talking about? We hardly ever talk. I hardly ever talk to him. <laughs> so please, let's get on with this glance. One, He loves me? Yeah, he does. Jesus does love you. And with Jesus that, does, but I don't know about Jesus, the guy that lives down the hall. Oh, no, so I don't know about that guy either. So let's get into the Lake Transformation um, yeah. story. So anyways, this story this story was uh, took place uh, near the lake, mm -hmm. uh, one of the lakes out here. I'm not going to get into specifics because the guy still works and does that. At these docks, these boats will be – they will sit for, for periods of time because it, a lot of people won't go out and use them when they're cold. When no, it's cold. they won't. Oh, and so there's certain times of the year that they'll, they'll use them, and then they they might sit for a little while in the winter. Not as many people go out on the lake. So, But they still need pest control. So like around yes. the spring, the pest control will go, and they will they will do whatever they do with these boats to get them, you know, because spiders in particular like to get on these boats yes, they and do. hang out whenever they're, because they love being around the water because there's a lot of insects around the yes, water. Yes, there are. So anyways, me and this guy were talking and, and my friend, well, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's a good friend of all of ours. And he said, you know, Wolf doesn't like spiders. And so <laughs> this guy was like, well, you wouldn't want to do my job, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, that that guy that does that that job or whatever, he mm -hmm. actually that the first time I met him, we was just we were talking about what he does and the mm -hmm. spiders, and I didn't know anything. I just we were at the bar, right. and then my friend called me up and said, "Hey, this guy's got a story." Wow! And so I met with him, and I and we talked to him, and basically what 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 went down was that his story, I couldn't use it on Vic's show there again because Vic doesn't get into that kind of stuff, but. We're going to talk about it on this show yeah. because it's a lot different. Yeah. He actually has a story that was really weird. And so he, he was out there. He was let out onto the docks to go do his job on one mm -hmm. of these private docks. Actually, I guess it would be a private dock. And the security guard was with him, and he let him out. Now, I know the company that security guard was oh, with. Oh, okay. Um, For a moment, I thought he was security, but he was he does no, something No, no, no. He's a pest control. Oh, there we go. Thank that, you for did clearing I not that up for me. clarify that? No, no. I, it's me. It's me, not you. Okay. I'm Let's sorry. keep going, Maybe brother. I didn't have the pest control because of the spider. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So anyways, uh, he goes out with the security, and, and so it's him and this security guy, and, and they hear a splash in the water. They're, they're He's finished, 
and they're just shooting the breeze. Yeah. And so he, he said they hear a splash on the other side of the lake, and they're like, whoa, what was that? Very loud splash, like something heavy. Yes. And so they're sitting there on the dock, and they're talking, and they see this thing just, just starting to swim toward them, getting closer. Yeah. As it got closer, they noticed that it was a, it was a dog of some kind. Mm-hmm. At, at first is what they thought. As it got a little closer, then it was wolf-like. As it got Whoa. a little closer, they started to realize it was using arms to- To, to swim with? Yeah. They said it was still sort of a dog paddle, but right. sort of the arms were coming up, and they could Correct. see that it had shoulders like a man, and they were like, what the heck is that? Like, what is this What is this coming towards us? And so they said that it, it looked up, but they shined the, the, the security shined the light on it. Yeah. It looked at them and just kind of kept going. The eyes, they said, kind of reflected a greenish color. Oh, that's interesting. Which is interesting, yeah. And they said that it was a green, a yellowish green, and that it continued to swim. It, it kind of veered away from them, not yeah. really interested in them so much, and just kind of kept going, and it was going further and further away from them until it got pretty far out. Now, he couldn't even give me the distance. He goes, it was close enough to see. He goes, I couldn't tell you. The exact distance in yards right. or, or feet or whatever. He's like, but but he goes, it was close enough that I could see. So we can only guess maybe 30, 40 yards. Yeah, because he, he couldn't really tell me. He was right. just like, you know. So our guess is 30 to 40 yards. All right, we'll go with that. I, I don't even know. I it's mean, just he, a he guess. He couldn't though. tell me, but he said it was close enough for them to see. But he said he couldn't make out a lot of details. Right. But he did see this. The thing came up out of the shallows. It stood up. He said it was probably about six and a half feet tall. Right. It was very muscular, very large. Right. And it had canine type legs. Canine type legs. Yeah, like the ones always. The upper described. body was very much of like a man, it had very long arms, and it had what he said was a short wolf snout. Yes. I don't know what that means. I mean, long snout, short snout. I don't know. Just short snout means it's like maybe a muzzle, but that's it, or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. The way he did, he, he motioned his hand over his face, like, you know, it was like this, you know. Which I couldn't, you know, and of course, we're, we when he's telling me this, I'm in a noisy place when he's telling oh, me it's not wow. noisy, noisy, but it's we a, were trying, I was trying to get the story the best I could, and he yeah. had no uh, desire to leave where we were at to go get a better whatever, because I was just, you to know, get he was to doing a quieter, me a favor by being yeah. there to tell me, so. So no quiet, no quiet area, and he really wasn't interested as far as what you were going to do with it or anything like that. He was just telling it, and getting away from there didn't really matter to him, right? Yeah, we we were all hanging out downtown, and, it. and and it was at a I believe it was at someone's birthday yeah it was someone's birthday party oh, okay. might have been my brother's birthday party I'm sorry D I think it was your <laughs> birthday party, and so he showed up with a good friend of mine right, and you don't know this friend personally but you've heard us talk about him yeah and we're not yeah. gonna say his name or his nickname but he he was there in attendance and he brought this guy with him and so the guy was kind of more interested in some some. Some fun drinks and, and girls, and whatever. And, yeah. Who can blame him? But I was over there, kind of like, "Hey, tell me the story, dude." You know, but he he was telling me, and now he did get kind of serious at one point, and just 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 was like looking right at me and said, "Look, man, th I'm not here to be made fun of." Because my brother had kind of made a joke, you know, uh -huh. and and he's like, "This is I'm not, you know," and I said, "Well, wait, whoa, we're not we're not mocking you." Nobody's making fun of you, dude. Uh, anything's possible in this world we did live in. Did you tell him your story? Real quick. I did not. Oh, has I he did not. Heard but it my since? friend told him, had told him oh. in advance already, and so wow. hopefully he did it justice. I don't know, but I do believe 
Oh, yeah, we did. We did touch on my story a little bit. Right. Yeah, I think we might have. I mean, you know, I've talked to so many people. You at least conveyed to him. I did. Look. I did. I think I did kind of rehash over yeah. it after we, after he told his. But anyways, the guy told me that this thing, when it came out of the water. Right. When it got onto the to the land, it went toward the tree line. Mm-hmm. And it was shaking, like like vibrating. That was his word, like vibrating. Wow. No, he didn't. Yeah. Uh, and and I said shimmer. I did say that, right. and I was like, so it kind of shimmered. And he's like, what do you mean? Like I was like, and he's like, he now he showed me in person like how it moved, like kind of shook, like he right. wiggled his arms and legs. Yeah, and he said it was like how a dog would shake off water. But yeah. then he said that the hair all began to fall off of this thing. Whoa! And that the hair was like literally falling off in clumps, and that it then it began to like kind of scratch itself all mm-hmm. over its body and was hair was falling what looked like hair was falling off of it wow and he said i was close enough to see this and he said that it it looked like once it was off of him he was nude and he said his skin was very brown Mm -hmm. like a native american or a mexican person this is his words and that that when he when this was going on that there was this like yellowish green haze kind of floating around him wow now, what do you make of that? And then he said that the thing just kind of looked at him, looked at them, and stopped and stared for a minute, yeah, and made this really, really creepy, like, uh, like kind of laugh, mm-hmm. like it kind of scoffed at him, right, and and kind of grinned ear to ear, like, yeah, you saw me, you know, and didn't mm-hmm. care. Wow. And it's, he said that, that that it became a man with really long hair. That's creepy. And then it just walked into the woods. Wow. And was gone. Buck naked, nothing on, huh? Absolutely. Wow. In its birthday suit. His or its birthday suit. I can only imagine what that guy that was observing all this, I can only imagine what was going through his mind. I mean, mind just fully blown right there. Boom. Everything that he ever thought was real or legitimate had just been, you know, cast to the wayside. All those yeah, stories, and imagine you know? the security guard, like he, like like the guy that I was talking to. He's like, "Well, I I left, right?" But he the security guard had to stay there. Oh. And, and then I asked the security guard. He said, "When I was leaving, I was like, are you going to stay here?'" And he goes, "Well, I have to." And then he said that when he was getting in his truck to leave, that he did see the security guard <laughs> leave too. <laughs> he said that the guy was just like behind him. So I guess they the guard did leave. Yeah, he was I like, guess he, I, I guess that guard. I guess he might, thought better of it once he actually yeah. the moment of truth came and his buddy was leaving or yeah, his, the person was with him. Well, here in Texas, you know, previous episodes we discussed the devil's backbone, right? And it's not one little spot; it's a big region. The devil's backbone is not one little spot; it's a big region, and there's all kinds of weird stuff going on. And you know, in this local lake, it's not very far away from the devil's backbone so mm-hmm. i wouldn't throw that out as just somebody being high on drugs or anything like that and not to mention you said the guy looked at you dead in your eye you know he he if, if he would have been pulling your leg i'm fairly certain you would have been able to tell he would have given no some he, type... he didn't strike me as lying about yeah, it. yeah that's what i'm saying I, i'm thinking he didn't he like when my brother cracked the joke he and was that... kind of like very serious I to, mean, yeah. To me, that would be like, hey, this me guy's and my serious. brother are very big guys. Yeah. I mean, and intimidating, you know. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people know us and know our reputations. Yeah. And he didn't like. I mean, he he did, didn't miss a beat. He looked right at my brother and he goes, "If you're gonna crack jokes, I'm not gonna talk." Wow. 
So and my was, brother was like, okay, dude, we're just, you know, joking. And I was kind of like, okay, man, you know, let's not do this because I want to hear this, you know. Yeah, that's, but still, man, you imagine what's going through his mind as he watches this happen? I, that's just. I couldn't, uh, I, you know. That is freaky. Same thing, you know, like that same friend got me in touch with the guy that worked out at the lake and ended up like leaving, you oh. know, th- th- because he saw the thing jump over the fence. I don't oh, know what yeah. story that was. I but think these you told are all that one people on that have show, had, yeah, they have had wow. encounters and they're very, very adamant about their, their anonymity because they don't want to be ridiculed or made fun of, especially someone that sees it. And he's with, you know, this guy's with a company that he, yeah. I don't believe he works for them anymore. Um, and I know he doesn't even live in Austin anymore, but it's just a very uh, weird Right. Thing, you know, very strange. But then again, you know, there's there's so much high strangeness that 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 goes on with within the 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 corridor that runs if you're to look at a map and you see where Austin is located, just look off to the west side, all that area down onto San Antonio, what is basically considered the hill country. Yeah. All that area is rural everywhere for the most part, except now between Austin and and basically, uh, you know, going out to that, to what is that, 291 or 290, that highway down, or 180, no, it's not 183, that goes in the back. It's, Which direction? Goes down to San Antonio. I call it the back way to San Antonio. Okay. That well, if you keep going west of the curve, you hit like Kerrville and all that. Yeah. But you're well, talking about Lamp. Now, that's kind of weird. It gets west, and then for somehow, it always turns me around, I end up north. You go through Because if you go it. north, you'll end up burn it. Oh. Well, let's, well, I... I I know I'm being. Uh, I'm, You'll end I'm up little, burn at Liberty Hill, Bertram. all that area. You, you end up Marble end up, Falls is, is, is yes, out in the that west. Road, yes. Marble Falls. Well, from that road, that major road that that goes south from Marble Falls all the way down to San Antonio, from that road back towards Austin, up until a certain point, there's nothing. It's rural, and that's part of the hill. That's country. all it is. It's all hill country, and yeah. but there's a lot of water out there, though. Yes, there is lots and, and, of river. But there's but it's, it's surprising creeks. though. There's still not a lot of town. That's no, no, weird, yeah. Most, most times when there's that much water, there's towns everywhere. Yeah. Now that's funny that you said that because I I have actually heard somebody that out near New Braunfels. I had a told story on Vic's show. He's uh, uh, a boyfriend and girlfriend were paddling in a canoe. Yeah. Um, near Canyon Lake, which is nothing but. The, the river, basically. I think yes, it's the it Kamal they've dammed up or something. Something like is that. that what yeah. it is? Because these rivers in, in Texas, folks, they're really big and wide. And they, they're they basically lakes. And they, they'll- They'll, they'll dam them up to make lakes. They'll yeah. make them lakes. Yeah, they're very, sim- very easy. And so they were arguing. Mm-hmm. And then this dogman- creature jumped in the water and came swimming toward them and yeah, then they I were paddling on that yeah. story yeah and so i just remember that i remember talking to him and then i talked to someone else that lived in that area and they said that there's a lot of people who encounter these things out there but they yeah. don't know like the, the the legend is that there was always some something that was out there that that's yeah. why that they didn't build a lot of towns and things and that all you really have are ranches and farms right that they didn't really build towns because people didn't want to live in those towns in the midst of all that yeah yeah from whatever's going on with those forests you know so yeah I mean unfortunately this or fortunately however you wish to look at it it kind of brought us back into a little bit of the you know 
devil's backbone topic. So, well, the devil's backbone is right there. Yeah, it's, it's all, the it would be the northeastern corridor of that, and the northwestern corridor of that whole area. Yeah, that we're speaking of would be all, um the Hernandez Ranch. Yeah, it's all in that area, and you can hear you know Wolf's story about the Hernandez Ranch. One sixteen, one thirty seven, and one thirty eight, yeah. I believe. Yeah, check them out. But it, I mean, that's we, where stripes. Yeah, the story of the dogman pup that was raised by a man named Abel. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so, where Stripes sh- was from. If anybody ever wants to check out that story, yeah, he did pass away. So uh-huh. I mean, I don't have any way to get you know my but, condolences to his family. Well, the, you know, and the thing is too, like that that whole that's you know, Jerry was confronted by someone who used his alias, mm-hmm. and that he became pretty upset because that means that they were able to. Well, I would be upset too. Yeah, and so that that but that whole region right there is very um, and they're and they're actually selling off a lot of that land too now mm. to developers and we may end up with uh, tract housing where Dogman used to be. What, the thing that's funny to me about that is I tell people, what do you think is going on with this whole phenomena? Like not necessarily the werewolf thing, but just the whole Dogman thing. What do you think is going on with it? What I think is going on with it is if one a there's two things. A, we're we're going further and further into the bush. Yes, we are to hunt and fish because all that land is being developed now. The urban and what sprawl. used to were urban absolutely urban sprawl. What used to be just common um just ranch land that you turn your cows loose out on your back forty, if you will. Yeah. What 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 used to be yeah, now is where people are living in tract housing. And yeah. and so People are going further and further into the bush to go do, and they're and they're finding these things that used to live deep in these corridors. But also, I think that that some of these things could be a dimensional thing. It could be it the could veil be. is thinning, or it's been thin. again, like we mentioned in a previous episode, the the ley lines. In that, of course, that's why we, you know, you get a lot of sightings of all this weirdness. That's a thought. I mean, anything's possible. So, I mean, gosh, we could keep going on and on and on about, you know, the werewolves. But unfortunately, our time has come to an end. And you know what, brother? And I will in another episode yeah. return to this subject because I wanted to touch base on um, There's a couple other stories. The, the one have. about Waco. Oh, and yeah. There's the other that one, one that was about a desert sighting that someone had that's actually a friend of ours that's writing a book right. about paranormal stuff. And she wants to put that in the book. Yeah. That's, you know, these stories, I'm telling you, man, they are so, I got two or three of these stories I could still tell you, but that's all the time we have for today. We're going to revisit some things coming up. We haven't really decided on the firm topic of the next one, but we are kicking around vampires because believe it or not, people see these things and I'm not talking about the Gothic kids that hang out and wear fangs and not the Dracula thing or drink blood. We have me and me and uh, Mondo Salrisian here actually interviewed a guy who claimed that he had a vampire encounter in new Orleans. Oh yes. And then I interviewed a woman who had a vampire encounter in new Orleans. And then we have another vampire story that comes to us from El Paso. Wow. Yeah. Two. Too from oh, the past. There yeah. you go. I'm ready to hear all that. Yes. I'm ready for. I'm ready to sit down, and listen, and then, man. But still, folks, thanks for being with us. And just want to say, like and subscribe. Care to plug the email, brother? No, I don't. I don't want to do that. Oh, okay. Not, you just doswolfman88 at gmail.com. Send us your stories. 
please send it to the email. We want you to do that because that no, allows us to manage it the most. To get, get out of here. You know? We don't want you And so stories. that way we can get it out and we can get to your story as fast as possible. So please we don't do that for no us. We don't need stories. <laughs> Anyways, again, folks, y'all have been great. And uh, from wherever you're at, wherever you're from, from across the universe, uh, whether we are in the Orion Spur, like they say we yeah. are, or Sagittarius, the arm of Sagittarius, where we used to be, according to the Mandela effect. Yeah. That's interesting. I got one thing, and I'll let you go, folks. Hey, anybody from across the pond, Europe, other parts of the world, if you're planning to come to Austin and you've got a story that you want to tell us personally, and you're going to be in the Austin area... Send us, you know, send us a message. Let us know. We'll meet with you in person so you can tell us your story. Here's the problem, too, I was going to mention about Skype. We're talking about Skyping. Yes. We ended up having to talk. My brother set it up. We had to end up talking to these people, you know, when they were in Eastern Europe. It's almost impossible right. to get through with Skype and all them others. So because of the like government we, interference. Yeah, and, and when you're talking to the people, it's like, it, it, uh, and then it exactly. cuts out. And so it's very hard to, to communicate or do all that. So- the best way to do it is just to talk on the phone, which is ultimately what we do. But when we're trying to see things, you know, it was like, so if you are going to communicate, because I did mention that, don't don't think if you're in Europe that it's going to be easy for you to just be able to get a hold of us through some sort of, uh, you know, visual communication, right. because it's very hard mm-hmm. at times. We've had some problems with that. So if you could just pick up the phone. once we get in touch and then we can just talk you know and we can figure it out from there because yeah using those um whatever the different types of uh, communication yes going back and that's very difficult to most definitely and again if you're in the austin area and you're from across the pond somewhere hey shoot us a, a message and we'll meet with you and you can tell us your story face to face. That's if the opportunity arises. You don't have to be from you. across the pond. You can just be from anywhere in, in the entire country that's, or, or, that's or the true. world. That's true. I was just putting that out there for the people who live across. Why the pond. are you? Why are you helping the, these Europeans and not Americans? Are you un-American? Is that what it is? Uh, that's there's no chance of that. I cannot happening. believe that. You I'm would rather help the European I'm 100% Union. I'm a hundred percent Texan than an American person. Well, the American person, no, they can call us, get a hold of us a lot easier than they can. Just yeah. throwing that out no, there. Man, I, I don't want to discourage all kinds of stories. You, you told do. the Serbian story, so hey, I don't want to dis- discourage everyone <laughs> ever ever calling or Never. just kidding, folks. Hey, that's all the time we got for tonight. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna put a bow on this thing. Sayonara. See y'all. <laughs>